Welcome to the Champion School Podcast, where champions come to play. Are you ready to gain the competitive edge today? How's everybody doing today? Great. Pretty good. Excited? This is awesome, man. This is one of the greatest experiences of your life. Parents and players. I remember I'm local. My name's Austin Byler. I'll start with my name. I'm from here, from Peoria, Arizona. Grew up, played high school ball here. Um, did this event back in 2011 with a couple guys who are now in the big leagues. So for you athletes here, some of you guys are going to be in the big leagues. And a lot of you are going to get the chance to go play professional baseball. And, and my whole goal is to help you guys through the middle side of life. Not just baseball, but of life. And so going back to this field, walking in, like all these experiences are hitting me in the face. Like watching a dude who's, who's raking in the big leagues right now, hitting bombs out on the field. Watching myself, putting myself in your shoes with all the emotions that I had. I was so nervous. I'm like meeting these big donkeys from Georgia and like from the southeast. I'm like, dude, what are they eating over there? On the west coast, man. We get sunlight. That's about it. Um, and so all these emotions are like starting to come back to me. And this is like such a cool experience for you. Like, it really is. And I'm, I'm super pumped. Are you guys excited to be here? Players, players. You look a little tired. Or you're like, dude, I don't want to sit in a meeting right now. I just want to hit bombs. <laughs> really want to do. Like, I just want to go hit bombs, right? Um, I'm not going to take too much of your time. This is a great weekend. This is just a part of it. I just want to drop some nuggets in your mind to help you throughout the rest of your career. What I'm doing now, I'll go through my story in a minute, but what I'm doing now is I started a company called Major League University. And our whole goal is to educate and empower athletes like you through the general side of the game. So what I do is go around to collegiate programs, high school programs, elite travel ball programs, and help them through the middle side of the game. Develop a blueprint for success. A lot of you guys who grabbed one when you came in is my little blueprint for success. Something that's going to set you up for success on and off the field because it's more than just here. You can hit 40 bombs in the season, but if you got a 2.2 GPA, you're not playing college baseball. Especially now. Now it's about to start paying guys. Like crazy things are happening. And so it's a very competitive environment. Like, this is very competitive. And you're probably seeing that right now. A lot of your parents, too, are probably either, one, lost, because you're like, I want my kid to go here or here or here, but nobody's watching him. As a player, I'm like, when I was here, I was, it was December 2011, my senior season. I hit 500 the year before, 10 home runs, and I had no offers. And I'm sitting here like, oh, like, super nervous. I'm trying to do way too much out there on the baseball field, way too much. And so at the end of this, we're going to go through an exercise it's going to help you clear your mind. It's going to help you clear the emotions, the nerves. The nerves are natural. Everybody has them right now. Whether you say you do or not, when you step on that field, when I walked on that field, I got the nerves. I'm like, I'm going to go hit BP. Some of the parents walking down are probably like, oh, big league clubhouse. Like, all the things going on with the Astros right now, right? All these crazy things. They were in here. The Yankees were in here. Like, some of the best players in the world step foot right where you are right now. How cool is that? cool is that? It's impressive. And you're here for a reason. When I was here, we had a bunch of guys, like I said, go on and play big league baseball, man. Bryce Harper was the year before. Like, Bryce Harper, one of the best hitters in the league, was here, in your position, in one of these seats, doing the same thing that you are doing right now. Whether you're 14 years old or 18 years old and you're waiting to go to college and you've got your scholarship, or you don't have a scholarship at all, they were right here in your seats. So, before we get into anything, 
I just want you to know that. Be grateful for this. Embrace the journey. Embrace the experience that you have today. Embrace it. Because this day and this weekend is very special. It's very special. I don't care how much money you spent to come here. I don't care how much sacrifice you spent on your plane flights to get here, <coughs> driving, whatever it was. Like, this is so special. Make sense? Sound good? So, a little bit about my story, and then we'll get into some, some other things. Is grew up here in Arizona. Like I said, I'm a senior in high school. No offers. No offers at all. Some of you might be sitting in the same seat thinking, like, where am I going to go to school next year? Do I have to go play junior college ball? I'm way better than junior college baseball. My ego starts to talk. My ego starts to talk. I'm way better than that. Why is this guy going to University of South Carolina? He's not that good. Oh, it's because he's a lefty pitcher. Or it's because he runs fast. All these thoughts start coming to our mind. So I'm in high school, and like I said, I'm raking, I'm having a great season, everything's going great, and there's no offers. Hitting 500, 10 bombs, intentionally walk like 24 times, like unbelievable, right? You're thinking of high school baseball, I guess pretty good. And I'm at the end of my season, in May, with zero offers. I hope some of you have some offers right now, or already signed, or going somewhere, have an idea of where you're going. But for me, it was really unknown. Like, I, I had no clue where I was going to be. I had this dream, right, this end goal, this dream, this, this massive vision. I want to be in the big leagues. I want to play big league baseball. I want to play at Chase Field. I want to play at Yankee Stadium. I want to be the best in the world. And I'm in high school, and I don't even have my next step. I don't have that next step in college yet. So for me, I'm putting myself in your shoes, and I'm like, man, I am, like, pressing, pressing. <clears throat> Thankfully, after the championship game, May 26th, we lost. May 27th, I go up on a visit to University of Nevada. I don't know how many of you guys have even heard of University of Nevada. Has anybody heard of University of Nevada Arena? Smaller D1, Mountain West Conference. Great place to hit, I'll tell you that. It's a great place to hit and go to school. And I had no clue what it was. I thought it was Vegas. So I'm sitting here like, man, I'm going to Sin City. I'm going to Vegas. Three hours north, close to the family. Let's do this. And I had no clue. I had no clue the other options that were out there for me. All these other options of schools that are hidden that we have no clue about, we just see the big-time ones, the ASUs, the Tennessees, the Florida's, Florida States, Miami's, all these different big-time schools, that's where we want to be one day. But in reality, wherever you go is an opportunity. And when you have an opportunity, you have a chance to get to that next level. Some of the best guys in the big leagues right now went to some of the smallest schools. Little tiny D1 or D2, D3 NAIA schools in the middle of nowhere. Little Indiana. Like, I haven't even, even been to Indiana. No clue where it is. And so, going through this process, it was hard. It was hard. Seeing all my friends sign, and now with social media, it's a new scouting scout forces, scout forces, boom, boom, boom. Oh my God. I start to get wrapped in my own thoughts. I start to get wrapped in my own thoughts and compare myself, wondering why I'm not going there. Seeing my buddy on a scouting video, 2-1 pop time, this and that, whatever he's got going on, all these home runs. And then I start to put myself in that situation. I'm like, man, why am I not there? Like, why not me? Why me? And so I ended up going to University of Nevada. Thankfully, great opportunity to play. Wasn't going to start as a freshman. Thankfully, a guy, three-time All-American, got kicked off the team that year, which is, I have no idea why. Don't even ask me about it. It was a little crazy, but hey, we won't talk about that. Got kicked off the team, and it opened up an opportunity for me to play. So like we talked about in the very beginning, that opportunity to get in and make a difference, to get in and go play right away, it's huge. It's huge. 
So I get through that, that experience of going through college, and it's different. I'm away from home, but Reno, Nevada is about 12 hours north of here, and it was hard. At the, at the break, after that fall season, after 5 a.m. waits, after an old school coach yelling down our throats, calling us every name in the books, I did not want to stay. I was like, dude, I called my, my junior college coach here at Paradise Valley. Thankfully, he was in Mexico at the time, so he didn't get the call. But I left a message. I'm like, dude, I'm ready to come back. I'm ready to leave and give up on this opportunity that I have. Give up. I'm done. I'm cashing in the cards. Like, I can't do this. Do you want baseball? No. It's not for me. It's not for me. Little did I know at that time, thankfully, he didn't answer the phone. But going through that, I got to go play. And then I got to play as a freshman and make an impact. And then good things started to happen from there. Sophomore year, we get into it. And I'm having a great season. I got an opportunity to go play for USA Baseball. Team USA. You guys have heard of Team USA. Everybody in here has usually heard of Team USA. It's the Mike Trouts. It's the, the Harpers. It's the, I don't even know who else. All these Walker Bueller, like all these massive superstars today. All these guys. And I'm like, man, I got a chance. Let's go. Halfway through the year, coach calls me. Hey, trials are going, coming up in about a month and a half. Like, are you ready to make this opportunity? Are you ready to take this chance and come out and play for Team USA? I'm like, dude, you don't have to tell me twice. I'm in my flight right now. Let's go. End up getting hurt. And I'm battling this nagging injury. And this nagging injury is weighing me down. Like, it's, it's hurting. I got this degenerative disc in my back. Some of you guys may have, how many of you guys have been hurt? Any sort of surgery injury? Sidelined you for a few games. Sidelined you maybe for a season or whatever it may be. So I start to get this injury, and it starts to just boil up over time, boil up over time. And what happens is, through this injury, I had so much pain in my body that I couldn't even hardly walk. It's like an old man crutching up the stairs. Dude. Like my roommates were making fun of me. I'm grabbing onto the door, and I'm like, <sighs> screaming. I couldn't get up the stairs. So I had a choice. Talk a lot about choices already. It's been five minutes we've talked about choices. Right? We all have a choice. And so at this point, I had a choice to cash it in, <clears throat> tell the doctors, hey, I'm good, like, I'm good for the year, I'm not going to go out to the Cape Cod League, I'm not going to go out to USA Baseball, I'm good, let me recover, get surgery, or I can mask my pain, and that's what we're going to get into today is masking our pain, and I can mask my pain with prescription <coughs> medication, with alternate substance abuse, to make sure that I'm okay, to make sure that I can go do whatever I can on the baseball field to get to that next level. Because I had this massive dream, and you have a massive dream to get to the big leagues. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here right now. None of you would be here if you didn't want to go play in the big leagues. College is great. It's incredible. But the big leagues is your end goal, right? It's your end dream. Everybody wants to be there. But what are we going to do on a daily basis to get ourselves to that position to help set us up for success? So I start masking my pain, masking my pain with prescription medication, and this is downward spiral, this downward spiral. I end up going out to the Cape Cod League, we win the championship, everything's great, but from that experience in that sophomore year, I take that into my junior season. So how do I get through my anxiety? Prescription medication. How do I get through my depression? Prescription medication. Here's me having offers to go to USA Baseball, Cape Cod League, All-American as a sophomore, all these great accolades that the world's telling me I have, that the external guys, that uh, Keith Law, that's still doing his thing, right, the writer, he starts to write these articles about me. I'm like, all these cool things are happening, but inside, I'm a wreck. I'm a mess. Maybe some of you have felt like that in school. 
Maybe some of you have felt like that in your social groups. Maybe some of you have felt like that at home. I don't know. But I can tell you that more people are experiencing this pain, these emotions that come up all the time in our lives. And what do we do? We mask them. And it doesn't get any better with the social media aspects. Because we're on it all day. We're double tapping and we're going through and retweeting and seeing all this cool stuff that my friends are doing and wishing that I was there too. Wishing that I was there too. So we're going to fast forward. I go junior year, great season. Like I'm still doing the same things that I'm doing my sophomore year. I'm still masking my pains, but I still was able to perform on the field. No idea how, but I'm performing on the field. End up getting the opportunity to get drafted by the Washington Nationals in the eighth round. I told them no. I said, no, I'm good. Why? Because of an ego. An ego inside that, in my mind, I thought I was a third and fifth rounder. I'm like, I'm third and fifth round. Eighth round, no way. That's $400,000 less. No shot. I'm not taking that. So my initial reaction was my ego stepped into play. I'm way better than that. I'm way higher up here than that. And so I get the call. They say, I say no. They call back in the ninth round and say, hey, we're drafting you. You're drafted. Boom. Like, welcome to the Nationals. I'm like, uh, I just told you no. <laughs> I just said, no, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm good. So I've got this opportunity. Again, to go play professional baseball, to go pursue my dream, my end vision, my end goal for my life. Go all the way up to the signing day, July 15th. Go out to the Cape Cod League, played 10 games, doing great. Four homers, leading league in bombs. I'm like, let's go. I'm going to get what I want. Next thing you know, July 15th, they don't budge. And I have a decision to make again. Do I sign or do I go back to school? What do I do? End up going back to school for my senior season. End up going back to school because these guys were such a close-knit group. So when you're in your high school season this year and you get to college and you experience this close-knit group, these are your brothers, man. You're going to meet some people here today and this weekend that are going to be lifelong friends. That you're going to talk to maybe every day for the rest of your life. That you may be college teammates with in a couple of years. That you might see down the road at pro, pro ball one day. This experience right now is extremely special. It's going to set you up for life. And so I end up going back to school. We do great. We win the championship, uh, Mountain West Conference Championship. Everything's good. Get snubbed in the NCAA, but I won't bore you with that story because that's a whole other deal. I don't even want to talk about that. 42 games we win. We've got eight out of nine guys hitting over 300. I've got 14 bombs. My buddy's got 17 bombs. We're just living the life, right? End up getting drafted by the Diamondbacks. Go out and play professional baseball. So my first year of pro ball. Ty Goldie's record for home runs. Lead the league in blocks. Lead the league in RBI. Lead the league in extra base hits and doubles. All these great statistical categories. Great, right? You're like, oh, dude, of course, I want that. Of course I would want that. But next thing you know, I'm still broken inside. I'm still broken inside. I go back into the offseason. We're here in Arizona, down at the spring training complex, playing in instructs. For those of you who don't know instructs, after the first year, anybody who they project to be in high A, which is advanced A, or double A, or triple A, get to go to instructs in a more solidified group setting to play against the best of the best, basically, for another 20, 30 games in October. And here in Arizona, it's about 110. And it's year after that season, after however many games we played, 80, 90 games, you're like, dude, I am done. Cash in the towel, let me hang it up. And I'm walking through the double doors at Salt River Field, and Tony Paris Chica, now the third base coach for the D-backs, and then Mike Bell are waiting there, arms crossed. Arms crossed, staring me in the eye. I'm like, uh-oh. had a good game. I was 4-4. Four four, but I did miss that ball first. And I'm like starting to rewind like all these things that I did wrong. 
Say, hey, Byler, come sit in, come sit in this office, Byler. Like, come with me to my office. Like, oh, great. Like, what happened? Like, Byler, I'm sorry to inform you, but you failed the drug test. <laughs> Heart sunk. This end goal, this end dream vision of being a professional baseball player, playing in the big leagues, and doing, being on this stage that you guys get to be on this weekend, on this very exact field, my choice and my decision put me in this position. What I chose to do off the field put me in a position that impacted me on the field. Your decisions impact everything in your life. Your decisions impact everything, good, bad, indifferent, whatever you choose to do. And they're like, dude, you gotta, you gotta set out 50 games. 50 games. There's only 100, and I don't even know now, 140 games in the minor league season. I'm missing a third of the year next year. And I was planning on starting in high A, getting bumped up to double A. I had this whole program in my mind. I'm like, this is where I'm going. They had their own deal. I had my own deal. I'm like, I'm for sure going up there. And next thing you know, I've got to battle this. And then it was a sunken depression. Fellas, it was not fun. It was not fun. Maybe some of you guys have felt some of these emotions of pain, of fear, of shame, of guilt. Maybe some of you guys have felt some anxiety walking up to the plate. Even walking in here and meeting somebody new. Meeting a new face. Meeting somebody from a different state. But these emotions that we start to experience can really impact our lives. They can really impact our lives. And so going through that experience, for me in my life, it took a while to come out of it. It took about two more years. So once I got released, hey, bother, you're done, you're good, see ya. Like, find another team, do what you need to do. That's when real life hit. And I'm like, all this time that I spent working on my craft, on my dream, what I thought I would do for the next 20, 30, 40 years, in my mind, 100 years, was done. Over. Age 25, donezo, we're good. No more baseball. No more career. No more joy. No more teammates. No more clubhouses. No more fun with the squad. None of that. No more dingers and tater tots. Like, none of that. <clears throat> so, what I want to kind of get across, guys, is that every decision that you make can either impact you in a positive way or a negative way. Either a positive or a negative way. Whatever you choose to do on and off the field, with your boys back home, with the crew that you hang out with, with the new college group that you end up hanging out with, there's temptation everywhere. There's temptation everywhere. And if you have a sugar coat, my, my little sister's 14 years old and she's in high school right now. And the temptation right now for a high school athlete is terrible. Jewels, all these e-cigs, all, all these drugs, alcohol, partying, all this nonsense. It gets glamorized on social media. It gets glamorized in the eyes of others. Even us sometimes. We're like, man, I want to do that. I want to go party. I want to go like, have some fun on the week. Let me let loose. Let loose. I'm watching it in my own home. Watching this stuff go on. And I don't want you guys to experience the same exact thing. At all. Make sense? Make sense? So I'm going to talk about two emotions today. Two emotions. These are two of the ones that I felt the most, and I know a lot of my teammates felt the most. Fear and anxiety. Fear and anxiety. Where did these stem from? Fear always stems from failure in the past. When you failed in the past, maybe you went to a previous showcase and you did terrible, and now you fear going out there and sucking again. Because it cost my parents a lot of money, and it cost me a lot of time, and then I don't know what to do. So our fear. We fear failure. We fear going for that next mile to get to our dream. We fear taking that next step. Maybe we fear a big decision of like, man, I don't know what to do. I've got three offers on the table. I'm laying them out. I don't know what to do. I'm 
I'm fearful that I'm going to make the wrong decision. You see, we all start somewhere. We're all starting somewhere. You guys, X marks the spot. This is where you're starting. This is your starting path. This is like the start to your journey right now. Your journey, say, let's talk about your career. Your journey and your career. And then there's this path. And here's your destination. This is the big leap. This is the MLB, say 10 years. 10 years in the MLB, I've got my time in. Probably want to sign you up. Like, in your mind, I'm going to be pretty good. I'm pretty good at it. you got to be a little cocky to play the game. you got to have the confidence. you got to have confidence to be able to play the game. This is where I want to be. And this is where I start. This is my starting point. Today, November 15, 2019, it's not even 2020 yet, which is crazy to think it's 2020 already. We're right here. In this journey, a lot of people like to think it's a straight line. Like, it's this straight, clear path, man. Like, like Mike Trout, dude, when he was in high school, he got straight to that journey. Cody Bellinger, he got straight to that journey. Cody Bellinger hit one home run his senior year in high school. He was a fourth-round pick. That means there were three rounds and a half that overlooked arguably the best player in the major leagues. Crazy. Crazy. You're kidding me. So this journey that a lot of people like to tell you is nice and straight and narrow, it's more like this, man. It's, like for me, like I'm sunken down here, even like hold the anchor, man. Like I'm, I'm way down. I'm so far down in the hole. I'm in the gutter, man. I'm in the trenches, like trying to claw my way out. Thinking this bucket of crabs, dude. All these little crabs are trying to claw their way out of this little bucket. It's like the minor league sometimes. You've got all these dudes who want to get to this point, but only a select few are going to get there. What are you going to do to get there? What are you going to do to get to that next level? Everybody wants to go in the gym and pump all these weights. Boom, boom, curls for the girls. Trust me, been there, love the curls, not going to hate on it. Triceps, you got the squats, you want to deadlift the house. But guess what? <laughs> that only gets us so far. That only gets us so far. Then we've got the physical side of the game. I need to get my hacks in. The coach is telling me my swing. My swing, my launch angle, because I'm in a home run derby. I really got to get under the ball. <laughs> my swing. I work on my swing a lot. How many of you guys work on your swing almost every day? Just about every day. In the season, every day. Right? And so... Our pitching, a couple pitchers, same thing, defense, all these physical attributes. But what about our minds? What are we doing for the most important six inches in our entire human body? Our minds and our eyes. If we don't see the ball, we don't hit the ball. If we don't see the ball, we don't feel the ball. If we don't see clearly, we're not going to perform well on the field. Now, same thing with our minds. If our mind's foggy, if our glasses are foggy, we're not going to see very well. But what about our minds? If our minds are foggy, if our minds are full of anxiety, of doubt, walking up the plate, oh my gosh, this guy's like, he's really good, he's throwing really hard. And then I'm in the box and it's like, my shoulders are super high, you guys might have some pictures of your kids. Like, I went back in the day where I'm like, like ready to break. And I'm like, if I tried to move, like somebody's going to slip me in half here. I'm like, I can't even. It's like Tommy Boy in the straight jacket. You're like, you can't get out of it. You can't bust loose. I want you to be able to play free. I want you to be able to play without any worry, any doubt, any anxiety, any fear in your mind, any shame, any guilt, any type of emotion that holds us down. I want you full of gratitude. I want you full of joy and excitement to go out there on the field and absolutely crush it. Like my goal, if I could make a goal for every one of you, is for you to feel like an absolute beast. Cam Newton, cross the chest, like I'm a beast, right? Unleash the chains. Throw them away. But these chains start to weigh us down. They start to weigh us down. And the more that we start to think about this stuff, thinking about our failures, thinking about 
What ifs? What if I don't succeed? What if I go to the power showcase and I do terrible? And now my opportunity that I had, I had this opportunity, took my choice, made the choice and decision to go have this opportunity to go participate in a really cool event out here in front of a lot of scouts and a lot of people who can get me to that next level and help me get there. What if I fail? Uh-oh. What if I fail? That was my only shot. I'm from Massachusetts, and we don't even have sunlight for the next eight months. Like, we have nothing. What if I fail? Nobody's coming out to my high school game to watch me. I'm a senior in high school. All these emotions, right? I experienced the exact same thing, fellas. The exact same things. And whether you believe it or not, they're going on in your mind somewhere. They creep up somewhere. They'll creep up game one, day one of your high school season. No doubt about it. They're going to creep up today in your scout day. And somebody's going to tell you, hey, just play free and easy. Just have fun. You come out here and try it. <laughs> Mom, Dad, come out and try it. Have fun. Do you have fun? Right? You're trying to prove something. You're trying to prove that you can play at that next level. You're trying to prove that you belong. And that's great. We're competing. We're competing with each other. Competing with ourselves. Every day. We're not competing. We're not getting better. But to have fun, we've got to clear our mind. We've got to clear our mind. We've got to rid ourselves of these emotions. <coughs> so what causes anxiety? What causes worry at the dish? <coughs> One, lack of preparation. I don't, I don't think anybody in here has a problem with lack of preparation, but maybe somebody does. Maybe somebody didn't do everything that they could possibly do to get themselves to the best position to succeed. Lack of preparation, missing practice, showing up late, hanging out with the boys late on a Saturday night, telling mom I'm going to Johnny's house, and really I'm at... Who knows house, right? These little things that happen. These little things that happen that are real. I'm going to sugarcoat it. These are real. They start to prove doubt for us. They start to present more doubt, doubt, doubt. And when doubt creeps into the mind, we're lost. How many of you guys think that you could play to your best ability? Like picture in your mind right now, where I took my very best swing. Pictures, your very best strikeout. Okay, the, the big dog in Georgia. Think about this right now. Your very best swing that you've ever taken. How did you feel? How did you feel in the box? Did I feel nice and loose? Was I like kind of waving around a little bit? Or was I sitting there and I was just tense? Did I have thoughts going in my mind? Or was it like, hey, what pitch did you hit? I don't know. I forget. Some of you guys have forgot what pitch you hit and you hit a home run. All the time. I don't know what I hit, but that was a bomb. That was a bomb. I got to jog it around, do one of these, like... Give somebody a high five and smack in the helmet. Um, these emotions are real. These emotions are real. I want to shine light on them for you. Because if we don't experience our emotions, we'll never get through our emotions. They're going to weigh us down for the rest of our life. You guys are young men. You've got a bright career ahead. And even if you're experiencing this stuff and you're letting it impact your performance, you are so talented that you can still get to the next level. How crazy is that? How crazy is it that you could be weighing your own self down, getting in your own way, and you could still get to the collegiate level. You could still take that next step in your career. That should give you some confidence, one, that I am very talented. Two, maybe some optimism to think about, wow, where could I be if I put everything into this? If I said, you know what, mom and dad, like, you guys have supported me so much. You've done all these cool things for me. You brought me to Arizona. You brought me to Florida last year for the Derby. You took me here to this big tournament showcase deal. You put me in front of people for me to display my talent. 
What if I took the opportunity and said, you know what? I'm going to do everything it takes to get to the big leagues. I'm going to train my mind like, the, like the, the big leaguers do. Every big leaguer visualizes. Every big leaguer works on their mind. And if they don't, they're usually out within two or three years. And if you're in those situations, I didn't think it was true. From the outside, I was like, these big leaguers do, they're like alpha males. Like, these guys are like, dude, what? Mike Trout? Can I have your autograph? Randy Johnson killing birds? Like, all these guys are like these alpha males, dude. Like, and then you get to the point where you're in a big league locker room, right? You're in a big league locker room. And you look across from you in the locker, you're looking in there, and you're like, this guy's worth $100 million. Sink into your locker, you're looking around like, uh, I don't belong here. Who, who signed me back in uh, 1995? Like, why am I here? And then you realize that that's a real person. And that person is experiencing some really tough issues in their life. They're experiencing some really tough challenges that are weighing them back. This is one of the best players in the league. One of the best players in the league. And they're all minds in their way. They're all minds in their way. Yeah, it may look good on the field, but off the field, family life's rough. Love life's rough. <laughs> Confused. Maybe there's some substance abuse. How many of you guys saw the Tyler Skaggs thing? How sad is that? It could be anybody. It could be anybody. And that's real. And I'm tired of watching this stuff happen. I'm tired of it. But the more that we try and mask our pains, we try and sugarcoat everything, with whether it's substances, whether it's social media gratification, whether it's finding myself in my likes and how many people follow me because I'm a big time recruit and I got 11,000 followers and I'm this big dog on campus because all the girls love me. Or I'm a great looking dude and all the ladies are all around me, right? Or I hit a bunch of bombs. The more we find our joy and gratification in external forces, the more lonelier you're going to be inside. The lonelier you're going to be inside. The more that we can focus on our internal beliefs and who we believe we are, I can say you're a beast, man. I, I look around, you guys are some big dudes, bigger than me. You guys are freaking animals, man. Like, like Coach Jacobs was saying, dude, some of these football coaches are pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I lost out on a five-star recruit, man. I did. Like, I'm looking at some of you guys. You guys are studs. I can tell you that. Mom and Dad can tell you that. Grandma and Grandpa can tell you that. Coach can tell me that. But do you believe it? Do you believe, like deep down in, in your heart, do you really believe that you're a beast? Because I'll tell you what, the guys who do the best out here this weekend are the ones who truly believe they're the best. And they're usually fighting for something. Or they've experienced some things in their life, but they're like, I've been through it. I've been through some of these things. I'm, i got a callous mind. Like my mind is a freaking brick house. Nothing's getting in this thing. This is a vault, fellas. This is a vault. Like, this is your own factory. Picture it as a factory. Picture it as this massive factory where you're just manufacturing all this amazing thing. And on one end, you're pouring up your cup. You're pouring up your cup with, with positivity. You're doing a gratification journey. You're meditating or visualizing your success. You're putting in all the work on and off the field. You've got a coach, a mental strength coach or a peak performance coach or your coach on staff who's helping you out with this stuff or uh, the FCA guy locally. Whoever it is, somebody who's pouring into your mind positivity and love. You keep nurturing them. This factory gets stronger and stronger. This thing starts churning, baby, and now I'm unstoppable. When you start to believe you're unstoppable, you can do anything on the field. And off the field, let me tell you, you can do anything off as well. You can do anything off. 
to tell you that I would be up here today speaking to a bunch of young men and families out here from all over the world. When I was in high school, I would have said, dude, deuces. Not deuces. Not happening. Freaked out. Beat red face. I would have been, oh, no way. But the more you callous your mind, the more you fill your mind with positivity, with love, with gratitude, with helping others and serving others, serving your teammates, serving these guys here, the more positive results we're going to see on the field and off the field, and the more fun you're going to have. You talk about, how do I have fun? Coach, how do I have fun? I'm doing everything I can. I'm getting up to the dish, and I'm really trying to hit a line drive to the center of the field because my coach keeps telling me all this stuff. And I'm like, you start to get clouded. There's the issue. Thank you. Thank you way too much. We pour this thing up with positivity, we're going to produce a good result out there. It works the opposite. We start putting negative things into our bodies, into our minds. We start filling our, our bodies and minds every night before I go to bed for 45 minutes. I'm scrolling through and I'm looking at these cool bikini pics and I'm thinking, oh, cool. And then I see this, oh, this picture of Johnny going to, to Georgia and like, oh, and this guy's getting drafted. And now Brady's got a chance to go into the big leagues. And like, I just hit a bomb off. How's he going there? I'm not going anywhere. We start to sink. This mind starts to work backwards for us. And now we've got to reverse this thing. It's tough. It's not easy to be in your position. But this experience today, this experience this weekend is going to mold you for the rest of your life. Trust me. Trust me. I am, I'm having vivid dreams, fellas. Vivid dreams. Getting up there with my Bob Marley hats, dude. I'm getting in the box and I'm just fired up. I'm like, man, let's go, baby. It's home run derby time. And then I really think about it. I'm like, okay, I was on deck. And I was standing in the dugout. And, and when I was here, it was in December. And for the first time in Arizona, it was below 50. It was weird. Maybe not even close. It felt like it. I'm in the box. I'm freezing. And three of my best friends, three of my best friends drove over. How many Arizona guys do we have? One. Is Ryan Ellison here? Hey. Ah, Ryan, what's up? What's up? You're a legend. Great guy. Um, so we're here. And I got three of my best friends right to the right of me. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, my parents are behind them. And I'm like, uh-oh. Start doubting myself. Hitting 500 in high school. One out of every two at-bats, I am getting a hit. That doesn't even count my walks. <coughs> I'm that good, physically. And in my mind, I'm still playing this negative rehearsal story. This negative story of like, I'm not good enough. I don't belong. I didn't do enough T-work. What am I swinging on? What about that pitch? I don't like the machine. All these little things start to creep in. The biggest thing we can do is take a breath. I challenge you. I challenge you this weekend. We've got about 15 minutes. And we'll go. We're going to break into an exercise in a minute. Before that, I challenge you this weekend for two things. Two things. And whether you do this for the rest of your career, or you do it today and that's it, before scout day, when you walk out of these double doors, do you understand how special it is and how lucky you are and blessed to be in a big league clubhouse? One. Two, I get to play on a big league field. I get to participate on a big league field. So when you walk out those double doors, take a step on the field. Take a deep breath. One of my mentors told me this, and it changed my life. We're at the University of New Mexico. He says, I'm like, dude, I, I'm sucking. I'm doing terrible. I don't know what to do. And he goes, walk out to the field. Take 30 seconds to look around at your environment. Look around. Okay, I see the scoreboard. I see uh, uh, the... What's that chicken plate? Lolo's chicken and waffles. Oh, fire. <laughs> Lolo's chicken and waffles in left center. Great job, D-backs. Very good. Great job. I see the pool in right center. I see the Dodgers go out there and like, just dogpile in the pool. 
I see all these cool things. I see my teammates. I see friends. I see new friends around. I see my family in the stands. Take a look. Boom. Do a spinning circle if you have to. Boom. Take it in. Breathe it in. Because this experience will last forever. This experience will last forever. What I want us to do, if we can, if we can, whatever seat you're in, if we can fold that up for them, uh, for Ashley, and if we can just put them on the side here to any of these little deals, we're going to get into a visualization exercise. Before we get in there, the whole goal, the whole goal of this is for you to limit, one, the anxiety, two, the nerves that you're going to have out there today, three, see yourself succeed. What this is going to do is it's going to calm your body, it's going to calm your mind, it's going to put you in a relaxed, focused state of mind, your peak performance state, your, um, oh, what's that called? Yeah, your peak performance state, and you're going to be out there where you're in the zone, right? The zone. We all talk about how do we get into the zone. Well, we've got to breathe and get our bodies and our minds into the zone.